Welcome to Elevations, Perspectives on Science, Technology, Education, and the Arts. I'm Amy Reynolds. Today we're talking with Dr. Derek Kenny, an associate professor in the College of Public Health at Kent State University, and Tiffany Ferguson, the clinical director at CHC Addiction Services. They recently received a grant to expand and enhance services for opioid use treatment in Summit County. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you. Tiffany, can you tell us a little bit more about CHC Addiction Services? Sure. So we are in Summit County and we have five sites and we serve all levels of care. So all different kinds of treatment options for addiction and mental health. So we primarily focus on behavioral health co-occurring disorders. So if people have a substance use and another mental health problem, we have addiction medicine specialists. So those are physicians that specialize in addiction as well as psychiatrists, counselors, peer recovery supporters, and and a whole team of people that work together to help people recover from addiction and mental health issues. So we have outpatient counseling, intensive outpatient counseling, groups, partial hospitalization, and then we have gender-specific residential. So we have a woman's recovery residential center. You can bring up to two different children, five and under, or you don't have to have children. And then we have a male residential center. And the reason we allow women to bring children if they need to to residential treatment is because oftentimes that's a barrier for women receiving treatment is what will happen to my children. Derek, tell me a little more about the grant and the project specifically. Sure. So the the grant is a it's a five year um, project through uh, SAMHSA, uh, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. It's two point six million dollars, and the the purpose of the grant is to expand um, medication assisted treatment services for individual individuals with substance use disorder, specifically opioid uh, use disorder. So um, we usually you know keep monitoring SAMHSA uh, grants and any other grant initiatives. And, and when something like this comes across uh, our, my desk, you know, I reach out to my community uh, network and, and try to find matches for something like this, because I know, especially in Ohio, the, the need's been pretty great for quite a while. Tiffany, I wonder how many people will be served from um, the expanded services you'll be able to provide as a result of the grant? So right now we have about 450 clients on medication-assisted treatment. We have all three forms, methadone, buprenorphine, and Vivitrol. And we're hoping to be able to expand uh, by 50 clients this first year as we kind of get up and running and add additional capacity and staff, and then 75 for the four years after that. So all in total to be able to serve about 350 more people, which we're really excited and grateful to be able to do. There is a a large need, and we had not been able to serve everybody that wanted treatment. And so we are just very thankful to be able to be funded for this grant because it will allow people that are actively seeing treatment to be able to get it much more quickly. Can you give us a sense of of the scope of the need in Summit County? I know when we were doing some research before we applied for the grant, we found out we had I think about 200 and some people we were not able to serve that were wanting services. And that is also why we partnered with Kent State to try to get this expansion grant. So every day uh, we have walk-ins available because we try to have immediate access to care. We want people to be able to strike while the iron's hot. And if they want the treatment, we want to be able to meet them where they're at. 
So every day we could have, you know, hit or miss how many people come in. We had 16 people come in Monday. We had three people come in today. So it just wildly varies. But our goal is to be able to see everybody and provide them with services that day or within 24 hours. So we're really excited about being able to hire more staff and be able to treat people right when they need it. That's wonderful. Derek, what are you hoping to find out from the research? What what would you expect to know after this this grant has concluded? Yeah, so you know, we're going to be collecting um a lot of data uh, on the on the folks that come through the, the project and and part of that is just, you know, from a kind of responsibility uh, standpoint where we want to make sure that these expanded services are actually making an impact, you know, a positive impact uh, in the community and, and among these individuals. So um, we will be doing interviews with clients as they come into the program at intake, and then we follow up with them and do another interview uh, at about six months. And then we'll also do a, a kind of a third interview um, when they're discharged and they've completed the program. And the idea behind that, again, is just to to make sure that, you know, we're seeing a, a positive impact. So we're collecting information about, you know, their substance use. So we want to obviously see improvement in that, you know, whether they're staying sober, they're not using uh, substances, want to see uh, improvements in employment related variables. So, you know, are they getting job training? Or are they getting help creating a resume and applying for jobs? Because we know, you know, folks that are employed have a higher success rate. Same thing with education. You know, if they don't have a GED, that might be something that we work on uh, with them with expanded services looking at behavioral health uh, indicators, living conditions, social support, a whole host of, of variables. It's a pretty comprehensive uh, interview that we use at those three time points. And like I said, you know, we want to see all of those variables kind of moving in the right direction to indicate that these, these folks are on the right path. Then also it helps us because we can keep going into the data and sharing that information with CHC, you know, and kind of doing a, a continuous quality improvement. So, you know, if we're not seeing improvements in certain variables that we were expecting to see, then we can kind of brainstorm about that and, and decide, you know, what's going wrong or what, what do we need to tweak so that individuals are getting the best from, from all of these expanded services that are being supported by the grant. This next question, I'd really like to get an answer from both of you, but maybe, Derek, you can start first and then and then Tiffany. Um, what do you think the community needs to know about opioid addiction and treatment? I, I feel like there's been a lot of discussion around, you know, the opioid epidemic generally, but but a lot of the times I'm not sure there's sort of deeper understanding of, of the situation and the, the almost sort of crisis that certainly the state of Ohio and the nation is facing. So is is there something you, you'd like people to, you know, if there's one or two things they need to know about this, what would you say they would need to know? I would say that, you know, it, it's a, a lot of times it's not really, it's not a choice. These people, you know, the individuals with these um, substance use disorders don't really, you know, they're not choosing, they want to be addicted and they want to have all of these, you know, complications that come with that. It's, you know, there's a lot of other things typically going on in, in, in an individual's life that kind of might push them uh, to substance use. And so I think there's a, a very big stigma, especially with, with opioids, you know, and, and that prevents folks from getting help. And the other thing I would say is that, you know, treatment does work. It, you know, it's not always going to work the very first time. In fact, it probably won't work the very first time, but it's something you got to stick with. And the, the better the services are and the more services we can kind of wrap around an individual, the, the better the success rates and the outcomes will be for those folks. But I think the, the main point is that, you know, treatment works. We know that treatment works. We just, you know, people just have to be willing to 
to engage in it, you know, and give it a chance and, and kind of work the process. Thanks, Derek. Tiffany? We do know that treatment works and people are able to participate in recovery. We know that from our data of our current clients, we have about 86% of our opiate dependent clients are able to stop using illicit opiates and get on a stable dose of medication and into recovery. So I wish we could shout that from the rooftops that, you know, 86% of people who go through treatment on mat are able to get into recovery. We realize there's a strong correlation between trauma and substance use. And so we try to treat that and other things that are going on in people's lives. And just to be patient, if you have a loved one or you yourself are in recovery, the actual rates for relapse and for symptom recurrence for addiction are actually about the same as high blood pressure or having type 2 diabetes or anything. And just when people tend to relapse on substances, sometimes there's more of a stigma about it. You know, if somebody is diagnosed with high blood pressure, it might take some time to get on the right medication to have people learn, you know, maybe some environmental or behavioral changes they need to make. And so in the same way, when people come into recovery, we, you know, kind of look at different aspects of their lives and try to help them. And so actually the the relapse rate and treatment adherence are about the same. It just seems that addiction has more of a stigma. You know, if somebody has another episode of high blood pressure after the diagnosis, we tend to encourage them, hey, go back, talk to your doctor, have your medication adjusted, see what's going on. And that's the approach we really need to take with addiction. You know, if somebody relapses because they do occur in the term of a disease, you know, encourage people, hey, you know, talk to your counselor about that. Talk to your addiction medicine doctor about that. You know, let's, they, they're here to support you and help you. Instead of, I think sometimes there's more of a stigma that, quote, treatment is not working as opposed to seeing it like a disease or any other disease. Thank you both for taking the time to share this important work with us today. We really appreciate it. And we really appreciate your efforts and, and wish you good success with the grant. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you very much. We've been speaking with Dr. Derek Kenny, an associate professor in the College of Public Health at Kent State University, and Tiffany Ferguson, the clinical director at CHC Addiction Services. Elevations is produced by Joe Gunderman and John Nungesser. I'm Amy Reynolds, Dean of Kent State's College of Communication and Information. Join us every Saturday morning on 89.7 and hear this and past interviews at wksu.org slash elevations.